Hey guys, welcome back to the Encouraged Life Podcast, and it is 2020, woohoo, brand new year. <laughs> brand new decade. Oh, decade, brand new decade. That's pretty um, crazy to think about. Yeah. But in a fun way. I like still thought exciting. it was 2017, I'm not going to lie. Just stop. <laughs> I'm a little behind the times. But, um, so last week we talked about... What did we talk about? Uh, pillars of remembrance. And that was to help us reflect. Yes. Help us reflect to Over look back. Over the last year, the last decade, how, how like remembering God's goodness and faithfulness in yep. everything that happened. And now we are going to teach you about New Year's resolutions <laughs> and how to... Put them in your fireplace. Oh my gosh. Douse them in lighter fluid and set them ablaze. He's like um, on a roll tonight. I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, oh yes. So we're going to talk about what to do with the new year um, and maybe some unique ways to think about things. Um, we have some incredible mentors. We've read some awesome books this last year. And over the last probably three or four years, we've just kind of started to think differently about this whole goal setting um, thing. Uh, that's I one mean, thing I wanted to do. Sorry. I just remembered this, but like, think about what are some books that have been super powerful over the last year and the last few years. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. We will Tuck make that a away. podcast on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> just for when we do our family summit, just thinking through that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Part of our year is, um, family summit. Uh, this year it's kind of like blended in with our anniversary weekend. Um, yeah. The fun thing is our anniversary is January 7th. So we can kind of combine like a weekend of thinking about what God has done over the last year and also, and like, so for us as a family, but then also our marriage and reflecting on our marriage over the last how many years has it been? This is eight. Number eight. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of fun that we can combine it all and yeah. that it's all like right at the same time. But anyways, so yeah. you're so, not a fan of New Year's resolutions, huh? No. <laughs> I've just... Have you always like, been this way? No. I've always been a goal setter. Yeah. And Or thought that fact, that like, was like the best way to do it. Yeah, and, and nothing against, like, there's some incredible people out there that have some great yeah. resources to help with that. Um, you know, there's a very well-known uh, Christian leader that I, you know, followed for a long time that, that has a really, like, huge focus on goal setting, and um, it just never worked for me. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I set some pretty audacious goals. <laughs> I worked towards them. It's fun you know. and exciting to... yeah. And don't get me wrong, I've I've hit some of my goals, but nowhere yeah. near all of them. Um, and I think it like got me begging the question. And well, I think the flip side of that too is even though I accomplished a lot of the things that I set out to, less than half, but a lot of them, I still was not the person that I wanted to. Or like working towards the to person. become, yeah, like they weren't necessarily like directly impacting that. And I think 
this is one of the things that um, is the difference between the way that we think now and the way that we used to think is like goals are like they have a deadline and an end and they like um, they're. Would you use the word finite or would that not be? Yeah, they're finite. Would that not work? Yeah, they're like they they don't last forever. And so. Yeah, because like think, once you reach it, then it's like, okay, I've reached my goal. Now what? Right? Yeah. Well, and and even then, so like there's two sides to that coin. There's like you reach the goal and then you stop, right? Like so how many people have lost 20 pounds only to celebrate with like five glasses of wine and a chocolate bar and within yeah. a couple of weeks? I mean, I was a personal trainer for years. I saw this all the time. Yeah. It's like I lost 30 pounds and within the next six months I gained 20 of it back what the heck is the point? Yeah. Like, so like rather than having these finite goals that like just create, uh, create an artificial start and end date to behavior, like, like think about it differently. So one of the, you know, let's take the fitness thing because I was a trainer. Um, you know, you want to start a new year's resolution you want to be a, like you want to run a 10 K or a half marathon, right? Like most people who say that like are actually not runners when they say that, like they <laughs> like how you want to run the Eugene marathon, but I'm going to, and I've run two half marathons. There's a little bit of a difference there, but, um, when people say like, Oh, I'm going to run, you know, a 10 K or a five K or a half marathon or whatever it is, or, or a whole marathon, God forbid, I will never do one of those. Um, like, they in most cases have never done one before. So sure. automatically in your mind that feels like audacious. It feels yeah. big. It feels out of touch, out of reach. Yeah. And so like um you either are going to see that audacious thing and it's going to fuel you towards it, which is a smaller percentage of people. Yeah. Or over time it's gonna feel so out of like touch, out of reach that like Or like heavy. Yeah, that you'll like just kind of overwhelming. Fall off. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't, there's no way I can do this. (laughs) So rather than like starting out by saying like, oh, I want to run a 5k or a 10k or a marathon or whatever, like start out by saying like, hey, I want to be someone that runs for at least five minutes a day, five days a week. I want to be a runner. And if you start running for five minutes a day, five days a week or three days a week or two days a week, whatever it is like, hey, I'm going to start or I'm going to run at least two minutes yeah. every single day. Even if that's just like around my backyard and back to the back door again, like if you did that every day, eventually like you're just going to become somebody who runs. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to change you into a (laughs) runner. Chris again, running around his backyard. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Chris is always running laps in his backyard. It's so weird. But like the, the goal of this is like, who are we becoming? Not what are we accomplishing? That's good. Um, yeah. And so as we think of like, okay, looking back the pillars of remembrance, what did God do last year? What have we learned? All of these things, you need to incorporate that into then understanding and going, oh man, fitness was kind of rough for me last year. Or yeah. my spiritual life, my relationship with Jesus was just not like what I wanted. So yeah. what are um, some things I can do? Um, like small practices. Yeah. Like another, another way to say this, um, that I heard our mentor talk about is like, 
um, every single NBA basketball player and team has all the same goals. Sure. Like they all, if you ask them, what's your goal? Uh, well, to win an NBA championship. Well, how many of them actually do it? Yeah. So like what is different about people is, is the systems that they put in place. And for a, for an NBA team, that's more elaborate. That's like the combination of the players and like the dynamics on the team and the plays that they have written up and that they run and like how, yeah, coaches, but those are all part of the system. So it's the system that helps them win a championship. It's not the goals. And so let's Mm -hmm. stop focusing on the goal and let's start actually just deciding what type of people we want to be. And usually that means looking more into the life and the work of Jesus and saying, as an apprentice, I want to do what he did, become like him. And okay, how does that compare to my life now? And what systems can I put in place to over time become more like him or become the person that I feel he's calling me to be or become the person that does regularly the things that, um, you know, I think he's asking me to do just simple practices that over time end up becoming big because it shapes you into who you are. Yeah. Yep. So how does that look? Like what would be some examples of practices? Yeah. Right now, um, some things, I mean, it's December and, um, uh, as we're recording this and you guys will hear this in January. So it Mm -hmm. makes a little more sense, but like I'm focused even at the end of 19, I'm focused on like, just being someone who writes regularly. So every day I'm trying to write something, whether that, I mean, and ultimately I want to be someone that writes books. I want to be someone that writes curriculum. I want to be someone that writes training for, uh, people of Jesus, Uh you know, for, for my life, like for my, I'm passionate about that. But like my goal in the past was I'm going to write a book and then I would make it like a quarter of the way through a book and then the book would never get done. So it's like now I'm just a person who, or God would just like kind of change your heart or focus on in an area. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have some prompts and some things that we're working on. Um, but largely my goal is just like, whether it's adding on to something that's already in, in motion or it's starting something brand new, my goal is to write you know, at least five or 10 sentences a day, which is very easy to do. Um, if I sit down, I give myself five or 10 minutes minimum. I can write five sentences a day, um, of quality stuff. And usually five sentences turns into an hour of writing or 20 minutes of writing or whatever Whatever it is, whatever time I have available, which is less and less, um, these days. But, uh, I am a writer because of that. And, you know, I've always been the person that like, uh, in the past needed because I was a trainer, I needed an hour to an hour and a half, five days a week to work out. Yeah. And now I'm the person that's like, Hey, give me five minutes. I'll do a quick Tabata push-up workout. Yeah. With the boys at your side. With the boys at my side. That even in itself is like a big, (laughs) shift for you I think that's what I'm saying yeah like um 
just having them around and being oh, a having part the boys of it. Be part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although what I can't take is the dog trying to like get on me. Yes, um, yeah. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm working on writing. You know, fitness being just kind of like, hey, I will do something as often as I can. The goal just is more three of to five an active lifestyle, yeah. Rather than like, I need an hour weightlifting session to be healthy. Because otherwise I will go a week without working out because I'm never going to get an hour to yeah. work out with or two then toddlers, you'll tell yourself in your way, mind a like and a job and yeah. ministry. And it's or like, your story in your mind will start being like, oh, I'm so out of shape or I'm so unhealthy because I'm not doing this hour yep. long weightlifting workout. Yep, exactly. Um, so, I mean, and the other thing too is like, uh, I mentioned last week, one of the things we're really working on, um, well, at least I am, I think you are too, is just like silence and solitude Mm -hmm. and just like contemplation prayer. So like spending time just thinking about the goodness and the love of the Trinity and just like experiencing the love of God as we just abide in his presence, as we're prayerfully thinking about him. And then, um, you know, like thinking about how that changes us into people like neurological stuff is really fascinating here. There's actually like scientists found a part of your brain that like, that shows that when you're like thinking about the attributes of God, I'll just kind of sum it up. When you're thinking about the attributes of God, really contemplating in depth, it's actually changing those parts of you to become like, it's changing your behavior Mm -hmm. to become more like that contemplation that you're thinking about. That's cool. And it's actually like, decreasing a part of your brain that is like has to do with identity in sense of like, it's actually suppressing your will and changing you to become more like God, which is really, really cool. So science is like focused on yourself. Yeah. Well, it's actually like causing you to submit your will to the will of the father as the father actually changes you to become more like him. And like all of that, the the coolest part about that is that science is now just backing up what scripture has already been telling us about like renewal of the mind and transformation and things like that. So, but that sounds like a big and long, like crazy process. And like some mornings it's frustrating because like the boys come out of their room and it's like loud and like, I'm like, I just wanted five minutes. Like that's <laughs> all I want. But like some mornings it's just two minutes. Yeah. But like I'm going to do it, whether it's a minute, 30 seconds or it's an well, hour. Sometimes it ends up just being like in the shower. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm okay, God, who are you? Yeah. Today I, I took a walk, uh, during, lunchtime. Oh yeah. And like, I was just like, I'm not going to touch my phone. Yeah. I'm just going to be outside and I'm just going to think about God. Yeah. And it's like, use the moments you have and just be a person that decides that I'm going to do these behaviors and that I'm going to set up systems and processes for me to become more of a person that I am choosing to become. Well, isn't there like a saying or something of like, uh, what you focus on, you become or what you Paraphrase something like that, something yeah. Something along those lines. Um, what you think about most? Um, I don't know, but well, essentially, like where you put your focus, that's um, what's going to get bigger in your life. 
Well, and there's another one kind of on the same same. I don't remember if it was Dallas Willard or who it was, but um, oh no 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 it um, it was A W Tozer I believe, uh-huh. and it's like the most important thing about you is what you think about God or something like that. Oh yeah, paraphrase again, yeah. but it's like like the most important thing about you is is how you view God and the way that you think about Him because that is actually going to change you. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was. Yeah, if you look at God as like a grumpy God that's angry with you all the time or like, it's like, why would you make that decision? Why would you do that? Yeah. Then that's like the persona that you take on. Well, and I don't remember uh, if I can find this, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, There was, I don't remember if it was like an ancient, uh, (laughs) not ancient, but like a, an early Christian group um, or like, uh, saints or whatever, but they, they, somebody that was Christian many hundreds of years ago, I believe, um, used to say that they could predict the outcome of someone's life based on what they knew about how they viewed God. So like they could understand like how someone, what someone's spiritual life, sorry, not like their, it's not like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Palm reading or weird stuff like that. Oh. It was just like they could, they could like accurately predict like how you would be spiritually, what, what your life with Jesus would be like in yeah. 15, 20, 50 years based on what you told them that you thought about who God That's is. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, we're rambling enough about <laughs> neuroscience and all that stuff, but I think it's really important that like, that that is like so much better than goal setting. Yeah. Well, um, and how often do we like make out this uh, like really inspiring list of goals that we want to accomplish over the year and then we don't look at again the rest of the year. We we get 2 weeks into January and we're like, "Oh, this is a lot of work." Yeah. You know, rather than just like what is the one simple practice that I can add to my day or move my day around to create a new rhythm so that I can live, start living a life that I enjoy living? Yeah. I'm thinking here is just like, would I rather run a marathon this year or would I rather look back in 50 years and be someone that like, jogged most days of the week for a few yeah, minutes, it was like active you know, and, outside. and stayed active, you yeah. know, and like, and which behaviors are going to help me like do the latter, you know, be who you um, want to be. Yeah. Or like who God's created you to be. Yeah. And like, I think they're intertwined also. This just came to mind, like, as we were talking about the boys working out with me. Yeah. Um, it's like, if I want to run a marathon, my workout schedule has to look very different than if I just want to stay active and do something every day. Yeah. Right. Um, and if I also desire to be a person who leads this family, well, who loves you well, who's Mm -hmm. present with you and with our boys, like escaping for an hour during probably hours that you and the boys are awake to go like do some kind of exercise thing. Um, you know, not to put anybody else down that might be doing that. Like everyone's world is a little bit different, but for me right now, like 
that would clash with who I want to become and continue growing into as a father and a husband to have something like that. But um, setting up, you know, systems to be someone who's just healthy and fit for the rest of my life, God willing, and is a good father and husband, that system's going to look a lot different. Totally. Um, And so this has to be a holistic thing. You were taking Ranger on his run and Asher came with you on his bike, like involved creating synergy, I guess. The run was little under a mile. Like it was not like a run that, (laughs) you know, would be a simple getting outside, enjoying getting some exercise for our dog. (laughs) Yeah. Our poor dog. But we also like to, so we do more of like rhythms and looking at smaller ways that we can do or like practices that we can implement in our days to, you know, create a year that we want to. But we also do like a theme, like a word theme where we will pray and just ask the Lord, like, God, do you have a word for me this year? that you want me to focus on, or maybe that will be kind of a defining word for the year. Um, and, and then we kind of have that as a, as maybe a pillar, I guess you could call it for the year. Um, what were you, were you going to say something? No. Oh, just I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I think, when we say like asking the Lord for a word or whatever, sometimes it can be like instantaneous, like, Oh yes, I know that the Lord has kind of put on my heart this word or that word, or it can be just as you're thinking throughout the next week or two, there is a word that comes up multiple times that just like resonates with you or, um, sits with you and you kind of recognize that's the word that needs to be for my year this year. So last year, our word was, we had kind of a word together as a family. I feel like this year we're having more of like individual words that also coincide or can kind of coexist. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, but so it's been, it's cool now too, to look back over the last year. So our word was intentional. And then over the last year, how that has looked in our family and in relationships, in yeah. community. Um, and we had no idea what the year would bring, what God would bring into our lives. But we were just, we just felt that word kind of as what the word should be, the defining word for the year. And now looking back, like it is a huge defining word of what God has been teaching us and what we've been trying to implement in our home, in our marriage, in our family, in relationships, in community. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's cool. We didn't really know how it would uh, pan out. We had kind of some, I, or like some thoughts of what we would like it to look like or what we thought it could look like, but it's been totally different and like better. Would you say? Yeah. I think a big thing too is like we have an incredible friend, um, who 
took the word and wrote it in calligraphy. Yeah, and she's super on a big talented. Piece of paper, and we framed it and put it in our bedroom, you know, on one of our dressers. And so, like, yeah, we were looking at it every day. Um, and this is the first year that we've done that. Yeah, we've had words before, but never been intentional about like really, you know. Well, and this year's word was intentional, so we were like, "Oh, let's be intentional with our intentional word." Oh and, uh, <laughs> and but it was like we were looking at it, and we were just like, "I think even just though reminded. even though I didn't really have a conscious thought about it every single day, like I think subconsciously we were just working towards like it was just there. Yeah, we just knew in our in our spirit that like we're supposed to be intentional, and yeah. so like well, and I was even thinking too just tonight how we could take that and on the back of it write out like what are the things that God how did God bring this word to fruition in our life over the last year and then even have either like a box or a journal that we keep them in because I want to have her do it again this year um, write it out for us but then and then that could also be another like pillar of remembrance for us and our family that we can look back on years from now and have like our word, the year that it was. And then on the back, how did God show up in that way throughout our year? I think that'd be really fun Yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, so practically don't set goals. Think about the person that you believe God's calling you to become and then put in place small, um, achievable daily rhythmic practices Yeah, that help you. Or like weekly, like we have our family dinner weekly. That's like a, you know, yeah, whatever. Mm. Yeah. The frequency is practices that are rhythmic. Yeah. That, um, help you, become more of that kind of person, um, over the course of, uh, decades, not days. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, we, we are in like a microwave speed society and we all want these results now. Yeah. Um, but kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's like, I would rather be someone who is an incredible family man who is fit playing with my grandkids, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, uh, a staple in the community for helping grow believers, yeah, you know, like totally. involved in the city church and like all these things in 50 years rather than like, you know, accomplishing any single goal this year. So when I think is, that's probably part of the, or what becomes a challenge with setting goals for the year is that it's so short-sighted Yeah. rather than looking at who do I want to be in 50 years and what are like small things I can do today that will help create that person in me. Um, It's like, okay, what is this year going to hold for me and what am I going to accomplish this year? And then you move on to the next year Um, rather than, yeah, having that long-term perspective of the person that you're going to be when yeah. you're 
60 years old or whatever. Well, and all of this is rooted in our society's <clears throat> desire to tell us that our identity comes from like what we do rather than who we are. Yeah. And so, yeah, just press back against that. Yeah. You don't have to, I mean, I'll, I'll admit like not setting goals is probably going to be kind of hard for some of you who are wired that way. Um, so, you know, this isn't, an easier way to go necessarily. Totally. Um, but I think it's a more helpful and more impactful like fruitful. and fruitful way to go. So yeah. we hope this encourages you guys and uh, we hope you have an incredible 2020 and beyond. Thanks for listening. <laughs>